0: Welcome to episode eight of Angelcast with your hosts Matt Hinton, Adam Cunis, and we are also joined uh, this evening by the erstwhile Owen Abram. Nice to have you. Uh, <laughs> nice to have you on the show. Um, and we're going to be using you a lot, actually, for all three sections. Yes, <laughs> convenient. So we've got in match play. I'm going to talk a little bit to. Oh, I'm kind of going to interview Matt and Owen about. Um, blood and glory but we're really going to focus on a death um kind of breakdown death absolutely swamped the field there was popular at angel course. so we're going to do a breakdown
1: yourself running death on on why we yeah that and their be. performance i think and how they're doing I think. awesome
2: uh so after that narrative we're going to be talking about raw uh realms of war uh, 18 me and owen both went uh, two weekends ago with our nice narrative armies my Collegiate Arcane and Owen's Iron Jaws. We're going to talk about uh, what we did differently to a match play event, uh,
1: what our armies were and how we enjoyed the tournament Cool And then for our d and um, going to be talking about the character Boswell, the mighty saviour of maidens and priests Fantastic uh, And then to- basically updating you of where we are in our campaign
2: Brilliant We'll go for a short break and we'll see you guys in a sec
0: This week's episode, we're going to be uh, talking about how death currently sits in the matched meta, um, with some particular reference to recent match play event Blood and Glory, which took place um, in Derby on the weekend of, what was it, the 3rd and 4th of November, Uh, well, second, third, and fourth, because there were some games on the Friday as well, Um, but we'll be talking about the main match play event on the Saturday and Sunday, which was 2,000 points, and there were realm spells in effect. Um, Matt and Owen both went. Owen was actually running death. Do you want to tell us a little bit about your list?
1: So I was running Legion of Sacrament. Uh, Surprise, surprise, in all the magic. Do you know how many were on
2: Legion of Sacrament
1: out of the total? Um, I think 80% wow really I would it's Ganned pretty good yeah I mean Russ uh, Russville first with Sacrament Joe Miguel second with Sacrament yep. Um, there was at least I'd probably say maybe half death
0: half of
2: death at of least sacrament.
1: wow that's a
0: bit of a change I think recently we've seen Grand Host um, so it's either Nagash yeah. who can't be
1: Sacrament yeah. or sure. Sacrament
2: at
0: the moment
1: right I think. yeah I mean I've certainly so right. played against Sacrament yeah, a, I think a that's few fair. times now I mean, one of the big reasons I take sacrament is because of the plus one to cast. Like that just means uh, Arcana side of his plus two. That just means all your other wizards. The plus one is so big. So necromancer yeah. with hat becomes a bit of a baller. He's always a baller. That is yeah. true. Right.
2: So is he the only bent thing about death? that's just necromancer with hat. Nobody else has necromancer with hat or like battle mage with hat. So. Heinrich Himmler. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Rest <laughs> in peace. He is the greatest. But so, so, sorry Owen, you were taking Sacrament, and you have Arcan,
1: right? Yes. Yeah. So uh, I go through my list quickly. So it was um, Arcan as the general, uh, running with uh, Fading Vigor as his spell. Mm-hmm. I uh, ev- that spell. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's favorite uh, vampire lord and zombie dragon with the Ethereal Amulet. Why would you, I tell you the Ethereal Amulet? What's yeah. the? I mean, I'm a narrative player. So, like, I that. went to Raw the week before, so I'm obviously a narrative player. Have you painted him yeah. with one of the new Nighthorn paints?
2: No. So he's just all ethereal and nobody else in your army
1: is mm. Yeah, it's a fancy Forge World model The ethereal armor for true.
2: people that don't know uh, Means that you Don't take positives or negatives for saves Yeah, yep, so you're Great. treated
1: as A Nighthorn unit basically cool. um, So which then Particularly good on a 3 up save dragon yep. That heals D6 wounds once a game And heals whenever it he kills anything yep. So the zombie dragon had pinions For the extra move which I is really good and key just yeah. extra thing so with that um, plus one to cast innately it's easier to double out pinions and get and it goes off on like a five cool so yeah <laughs> so what do you need to double pinions uh, natural nine right because it's part of the law of the dead it's always natural nine so yep. what about a third of the time yeah I mean I've had it yeah. I've had it happen twice now and and pinions is plus five to move Yeah.
0: yeah so doubling, you can make him plus ten. So movement yeah. 24 24
1: Yeah, uh, four
0: wounded.
2: It's a nice to have, certainly. Because I was just finding because
1: before I was running, pretty sure I paid um, one hundred and thirty points for a battalion to do that. <laughs> I was I was running valve transference just for the little extra healing to keep him going, but I just found I was missing charges by a few inches sometimes, and like yeah. the extra five move just helps guarantee it. Yeah. Uh, so moving on, I've then got necromancer with hat, who is rocking uh, overwhelming dread. Necromancer without hat. Oh, Ooh, uh, Ooh. He he had the lower spell of spectral grass, which is actually really good. And Steve Curtis caught me onto this, and I really liked it actually. Yeah. So it's um, the mage picks a terrain piece of an eighteen, and then any enemy units within three of it at the start of their move half their movement.
0: That's quite fun against Silver Earth in particular. Yeah. Because they will be <clears near> hit. <throat> terrain <laughs> features. Yeah, and they made... teleport. Yeah, sure, but you want to move uh, once you've teleported. Yeah, well, you can hope. You have to get in position and then move a bit. So. Yeah. yeah,
2: no, that sounds really good. Mean. Yeah.
0: Does uh, that also reduce the number of dice you have to charge?
1: No, it's just your movement. Bit, so. We, I, we did have that question against Steve actually, and yeah, um, what was it? No, it was against Aaron. Aaron, Bailey, charge is was, a move,
2: but it is not your movement characteristic.
1: Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then I had thirty chain rasp, uh, two fives of dire walls as my battle line, mm-hmm. a unit of thirty reapers, Grimgas reapers or fun reapers as I like to call them <laughs> they do reap fun yep. and yeah and then six spirit hosts to round out the list with a uh, 60 points spare for an extra command point
2: so it's a lot of uh nighthorn <clears throat> yep and four forecasters. four casters, casters yeah four casters and then just a whole ton of nighthorn yeah so ev- pretty much everything that you care about is ignoring Rand apart from Arkham who you can hide
1: yeah yes. there's 13 models in the army that don't have ethereal
2: yep Fair
1: enough. <laughs> that's,
2: that's pretty horrendous. Uh, dire are always pretty important as well, aren't they?
1: Honestly, they have always been the best unit, I think. And you've but been saying yeah. that since way back in MoComp? Yeah, I've been running. I mean, back in when AOS started, I was running four units of five with my Blood Knights, and they were always just so good. And yeah. they came into AOS um, with the General's Handbook as 60 points. They've remained 60 points. And wow. I mean, they're two wounds each, aren't they? Two wounds each. It's five up wound
2: battle. It's a sixty point battle line unit. At the end of the day, wow. Like yeah. Every other faction had those and lost them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. True. And, and a, like a movement ten unit, and then just th- death battle line. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, that's yep. wide. Like. Yeah, yeah. Joe had just three units
1: of five as his battle line. Like even yeah. even if you took them as like a battle line tax, they're still really good. Exactly. It's one
2: hundred and eighty points for your battle line tax.
1: That's very Some people cheap. pay more
2: than
0: that for a single battle line unit. Um, I yeah That's I tax. I I pay 140. For this exactly yeah. So do I. Yeah. Which is Crazy. close enough. That's really
1: good. And then you tell people oh they've got a five up save, they're ten two wounds. attacks each yeah, yeah ten wounds fours if threes if they then uh, threes mm. to wound if they charge yeah. So it just and you, you suddenly just put they're either great objective grabbers there, your chaff wall. Or they just run into stuff and chip a few wounds and people don't expect it. Or yeah. I've had so many times people charge into them, expect to kill them, and they don't. I mean, I, I have done that many times, Yeah. Um, especially if there's a unit of 10. And I've, I've won games where two, they will charge in, kill three dogs, two dogs, survive. I then uh, use my gravesites to resummon the dogs, further away, run away, and hit one of their objectives.
2: Yeah, I think dog Direwolves being summonable Makes them a little bit good for sixty points. Yeah, I think it's oh, great. I the, I sixty think, points sounds reasonable things, if they weren't summonable. Of the things yes. in Death yeah. that
0: I find incredibly frustrating, and there is a list. Yeah, that's pretty low down on the list. I think Direwolves yeah. no, are cool. Fair. Yeah, um, but everything else is quite <laughs> powerful <laughs> as well.
2: Yeah, so I think we we all agree that Death is is pretty strong right now. But what do you think are the main contributors to to its actual like strength on the match play scene?
1: I would say endless legions being able to bring back a unit mm. that's when been that's, destroyed for one command point and huge. with
0: that board coverage that
1: doesn't go away
0: yeah i mean that that's why it's good like, i wouldn't mind if death came back if they weren't able to be summoned back into combat or if they do you know what i mean like if you if your healing if models the units back into that combat came back
2: very had to come back near to the gravesite or as close to the gravesite as you could possibly do
0: that would be fine I think yeah. it yeah. would be better. That's... It would encourage more dynamic gravesite
1: placement.
2: Yeah. Um, the problem is at the moment you put like two in your deployment zone near the edge, and you put yeah. two 12 inches in front of that always. Yeah. Pretty much.
1: Yeah. I mean, I kind of stagger them around objectives. So I use okay, so I usually if you know where the objectives are. Then one is usually please. going near or in between objectives, and then depending how I think, I'll either play two defensively or two of like in the middle, just depending how. Because if like against um, with your deepkin map, I know you're going to be coming straight at my face, so I'm going to be wanting my gravesites mm. right near my that, near or my or deploy near where you're and, up yeah. yeah, sure. And they're very
0: good. Like the ability with gravesites to deploy a unit inside them um, yeah. is strong. I mean, often, I don't think
2: many o- people have been using it.
0: Oftentimes, you're going to be outdropped, and that's not going to work. But mm. I made the mistake of letting Kieran go first against me in a practice game with my older Draconis a while back, and he just put forty skeletons. In a grave site, and then put them in a very, very annoying line in front of me. Yeah. I, I will um,
1: admit I haven't actually used
0: in the grave. Yeah, I mean, I, I very rarely would Sylvaneth use yeah. deploying into the woods because oh. um, I think you, I want to have stuff on the board when I've got so few models. But I feel like with death, there's there's some potential usage there.
2: Yeah, um, it, it's an option. I don't think it's I don't think it's too broken as a thing. No, back on the um, the command ability that brings an entire unit back. Yeah, that's mostly. A problem at the moment because there's no shooting, right? If I could shoot off, because it's only your general that can do it. Yes. Kieran did not know this, so well done, Kieran. Wow. <laughs> so yeah. In sacrament is only the general. Is is it a sacrament specific command ability? Or? No.
1: So every okay. every legion like uh, Grand Host Nagash, sacrament, blood, knight, they have the same ability, but it's just right. it is basically it's a copy and paste. It's just written
2: down every single time, but yeah. it is your general that has to do it usually in sac- Sacrament Arkan has to be the general
1: if he's in the list yeah sure
2: so usually in Death the Vampire Lord on Zombie Dragon yeah. is not the general
1: yeah. right so yeah. when I've played against Arkan and... Nagash is who yeah. is hard to kill
2: yeah But
0: I've, I've never played against Arkan and not killed him yeah Ever and I must have played against him fifteen, yep. twenty and, times. And shooting lists do not struggle to no. take him off. Um, right. I found, re- you know, people get caught out by fast-moving dragons clipping them. The same is true for old Caradron shooting him off and dropping down. The same was true for any of the kind of teleporting um, Seraphon or Stormcast lists can deal with that. But we don't see very many of those lists at the moment. And I think you're right, Matt, that the the, the perceived lack of the lack shooting of shooting being yeah. helpful has really helped Death. And, uh, um, I found playing against death a couple of times as I did at Angel Core that people get shit scared of 30 Glade Guard and right yeah. so that's Arcan gone like that yeah. end of story
2: yeah he can't do it like if 30 Glade Guard shoots him he's gone and yeah. every time
1: yeah. yeah Yeah, yeah. I think another key thing with it is it actually it doesn't happen in the hero phase it's happened to the end of the move phase okay so you can or what you usually just so Arcan is just pretty much if you've, there's anything threatening to him he's just baselining it at the back yeah right so he can then move up. And he can move sixteen at full. Yeah. Jesus. So like he'll just cause I did it in my games where he'll then And does it just say at the end of the move phase, so he could also run and do it. Yeah. Yeah. You just have to be it's uh, at the end of the move phase the general within nine of a gravesite can activate to spend a command point to bring back a unit. Yeah. And that's very good. So I had it against um uh Blood and Glory when I was I was got got double turn to was really down low. Suddenly, I could just. Archam was very close to getting killed because if he was surrounded, mm. and I was just like, "Cool, flyways." Um, I got one on my run, flyway seventeen, popped near a gravesite, brought back a unit. Yeah. Took like line in front of him to protect him. Yep. Um. That's amazing. Being able to screen yourself as you flee
0: with a general model yeah. worth that many points, or just be able to go like,
1: because you've got four gravesites to pick from. It's like, well, where do yeah. I actually need? What's great about to that from? is you can stay close
0: enough. <laughs> Hand of dust somebody, fuck off. Some <laughs> <Summon, laughs> kind of thirty Curse of Years, curse of years sorry. Yeah, Some thirty year. unrendable guys between you and them mm-hmm. go
1: cool story, bro. Yeah. I mean I was Can't like uh I brought back Grim Reapers twice, like the B unit of thirty, I brought back my Chain Rasp Which once. Is you brought that back one hundred and
2: eighty points.
1: Uh, for the for the grimghast, three hundred and sixty for oh, the 360. thirty. Okay, yeah, they're yeah. one hundred and forty for ten. Yep, yeah. and then you get a, a bit of a discount. Yeah. Basically, wildwood rangers that come back to life,
0: as we yeah. discovered in the stream game with Steve. At yeah, that's fair enough. <laughs> yeah,
2: they're faster than
1: wildwood rangers, though. Yeah, yes. <laughs> and fly. Yeah. And come back to life and
2: have a four up in bundling. Yeah,
0: it's yeah. fine.
1: Yeah, because yeah, I, I had, this was the f- um, blood and glory was the first tournament I took the reapers to because I had been I. Well, to be honest, I had a bit of a break from playing and then I looked at all the Angel Core lists after well, they've been submitted. Is that like, everyone's taking Reapers? Maybe, Maybe they're, they're good. good. I do, I do There's have a picture of working. you on
2: Twitter, isn't there, with two boxes of
0: Grimglass Reapers yeah. in your hand yeah. Angel yeah. in Angel Core in Magic Madhouse yeah. on the day. Yeah. Games aren't even finished. Yeah. This is what I've bought. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I've not won this. I need more Grimglass Reapers.
1: To be yeah. fair, I still love my beloved spirit hosts because they You've really. You've still got a block of six, right? And I want to take more because okay. they're they're really sneaky, but it's very much like they need to roll well. Yeah, they're very hit or miss because they're relying on mm. their sixes. Sure, um, but they're a solid unit and they catch people out. I
0: think they're still nice models as well. I I don't mind being killed by spirit hosts because they're cool.
1: Yeah, I mean, once you get through the pain of building them, mm. that's true. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Uh, so in terms of in terms of blood and glory, I think uh, we've sort of we've sort of touched on it quickly. But as we said, realm spells were in effect, and that certainly is a massive buff to death.
0: Yes, there's yeah. no way around it. As as we were kind of discussing before we started recording, realm spells are a massive buff, but death and particularly either Nagash or Sacrament means you're going to be getting those realm spells significantly
1: easier than most people. And yeah. I I personally think there's a few realm spells that make Nagash stupid.
2: Well, the realms... But my problem with the realm spells is they are... They're the, the really, really good ones, ignoring the actually one that makes you plus one damage because that's very good. Wow. Uh, that targets a unit. All of the other really good ones target either the caster yes. or a hero within six or 12 or something yep. like that. They're mostly... All the really good ones are aimed at the caster themselves. So it's a huge benefit to have big wizards yeah like wizards that are monsters. Amulet, zombie dragon, exactly that hit really hard and just also happen to be a little yeah. wizard that can do one spell
1: I would like to mention with the ethereal amulet though Russ didn't take that on his list really they, what did he have interesting he had the doppelganger cloak yeah the vampire lord zombie dragon yep yeah. Ah, interesting. I like the doppelganger. Also, like, a very yeah. good item. I, but... I run that in,
0: in Order draconus. Yeah, well, um,
2: well done, Ross. Because I'm bored of playing the ethereal amulet. at I think this point. Yeah. The, the
0: point. The point at which I so I, I don't take ethereal amulet on my dragons. There's a couple of reasons for that. Firstly, I've only got a four up save, so there's a, a drop boring. off on that. Sure, but which not, is better than three. Which is better than three? Yeah. yeah. Um, but the access to the other items from Um Olgu, I think, is stronger than Um. Oh, is Ethereal Amulet from Olgu? It, no, it's it, shai- it's shai- shai- Yeah, So I, I think that the other <clears throat> things in Olgu, if you're going to take multiple items, yeah. would pull me away from Ethereal Amulet. But death yeah. don't
2: tend to take battalions right now, as far as uh, That's true. Aware. No, but, but back back to the realm spells. Um, yeah, there are, there are just huge benefits, obviously to Nagash, but I didn't see much of him on the top tables. It was um, Tony. Sacrament. Tony Moore was Tony up Moore, there, yes, sure. But uh, Tony's just a good player. Yeah, I think. he is a good player. Um, I think it was mostly Sacrament with yeah. Vampire, like, Zombie Dragon, and Arcan yeah. sitting on all the top tables. And obviously Joe's list was different, but it was still Sacrament and it was still Arcan and Nefrata and But of.
1: because a lot of those Realm spells are well, they they averagely seem to cast on like six. Mm.
2: Yeah, pretty much. They're always like six or seven, and so a Death list that has plus four to cast on those. Is horrible. Is absurd. Yeah. So I'll announce it now. Angel Core, there will be miscasts if your total cast value is over 12. <sighs> Next Thank year. You. For the doubles event. So. Okay, cool.
0: <laughs> That's sick. Because
2: it makes sense in doubles. I'm not sure. I'll see how well it works in the doubles. One of my
0: favourite things about 8th edition was constantly 6 things and sending my demon prints down a horrible yeah. hole. Um, so I think there's yeah. enough
2: stuff that gets plus one or yeah. extra things. So I think I'm, I'm also tempted to either say that on a 12-up, you yep. miscast and i'll have a mixed miscast table
0: or Nothing on wrong a with the 13
2: up i, I yeah. haven't decided yet but maybe it's definitely
0: up. going to be in place for the doubles yeah that'll be really maybe cool. a 12 up because then that adds risk to taking exactly. arcane
3: Re- more risk year. to having arcane and well there's no, arcane. no risk to
0: taking arcane
2: sure it's but i mean one, if it's 12 up then there is a chance that a regular wizard could also
0: miscast that's why i'm saying 13 would be the number okay. for I me mean, yeah fair enough yeah
2: I haven't decided yet, but um, I, I want to put some kind of risk involved because plus four to cast is absolutely. It just makes
0: dispelling. Also, if just negligible. Just, like, there's just no reason to have dispels. No, anymore. yeah. I, I, to the point that I am considering dropping my Dragon Mage from my older of Draconis list.
2: And it's got plus because, two to dispel, right? Yeah, and, and it still
0: can't do it. It still can't do it, and the yeah. fact. I've been hamstringing myself to be in Hallow Heart and there's so much death that the army having a Dispel that's minus one is a total waste of time and I'm forcing myself to take particular allies and it's like well, actually, yeah. I just need a better can opener here.
2: Yeah. Um, After this weekend, I, I, I played Death twice and uh, what else did I play? There was there was three games that had loads of extras to cast and I never dispelled anything and one game with no wizards. Yeah. So I think when I'm considering lists now, I'm just not considering bringing dispel wizards that don't have pluses to dispel. Wow! Like I think you just go no magic. Yeah. You just don't even bother with it because there's no point because somebody's either going to just completely stop you, or and and you're not going to be able to dispel them. Yeah. And then or you're
1: using those points. To yeah. effectively not get things off, or do I you have think- to bring? Because isn't there? There's the how many order wizards are there that can do like the auto dispel? Two.
2: Uh, two that do an auto dispel: the knight Enchanter okay. and the Spellweaver and, spell and in the whole of the all of the order tomes, there is one war scroll that gets pluses to cast. Who's right. that? Morathi when she's not transformed. So if-
0: that's 180 <laughs> points. So you're, she's, and she's not transformed. Yeah, if you're she's not transformed. transformed yeah. That is right. it.
2: Even a Lariel, no plus to cost.
0: Yeah, but she's a baller. So. She is a
2: baller, but like it doesn't make any sense, really. No, no. But she's, she's there's not much in destruction. Obviously, there's a couple of plus twos, but no pluses to dispel. Yeah. So and I mean we you get talked plus about destruction with, with yeah. archmages archmage in order. Th- that's um,
0: true, but it's only dispel. Yeah. They don't get
2: well uh, the archmage
0: no Both Archmages majors have the book. Yes, so both Archmages majors have plus two to dispel. Yes,
2: yeah. Is so, that right? <clears throat> I, sure I that think that's so. Right. I'm
0: gonna I'm gonna check that because that doesn't sound. They right. might
2: get something to cast. I might have missed that yeah. one. Um, uh, but like. Nothing the archmage never.
0: gets plus one to unbind with the talisman of Ar- arcane power. Yeah, oh, they're both just plus one. The reason our mine were plus two was how. Yeah,
2: so yeah. it's only dispels. So effectively, I I usually take order stuff, and there's just no reason for me to bring a little wizard on foot anymore. I'm yep. yeah. going to get the
1: spell off, and it's not going to dispel anything. Yeah, <laughs> I've been on what my with, games the, with the 30 inch range now. Like it's so easy to be.
0: For Arcan to just go, no nope, I've got plus four
2: I mean, and
1: you can't dispel me. Down yeah. to the
0: point, I've been looking at Silver Nethilists this week and for eighty points you can obviously get a branch wraith, which is good value for money because you're getting potentially dryads every turn. Yep. I can't guarantee I'm gonna get that spell, so that's eighty points that's a waste in the room. You have to baseline yep. the baseline. And wraith then perfectly. the and then the dryads aren't in a useful place because they have to be within twelve inches and within a wildwood. Yep. So unless you know you're playing multiple scenarios where there's a, an objective in your home area that you can afford to move on to in a second or third turn because you can't capture the turn you come in unless the wildwood is near enough to the objective. I just think the branch witch doesn't work in the current meta, and that's such a shame because I've got fifty dryads that <laughs> I'd like to be yeah. using and summoning. But yeah. any anything like that where there's like a relatively low like seven to cast is not easy to do, and if death is stopping that on plus three
1: or you need to be i don't i don't know if you need to be finding ways to get long cuz uh, like long range attacks of shooting to get rid of arcane quick Yep. Right, so this is the other thing that I'm looking at at the moment. Like,
0: there's so much death going on, and I know we talked previously about shooting not really being as great because of Lookout sir, and there being many hordes and resummoning.
2: Big monsters don't get it. So big yeah. monsters
0: don't get it, and he's only a four-up save having wounds exactly, and having run thirty wildwood, uh, thirty uh, glade guard. I've seriously been looking this week at a ninety glade guard list with two units of ten wild riders as a screen. They just don't have <laughs> just the just range. Is towards the them. issue? six don't inch move much. in a 20 inch range but you,
2: you don't even need that many like Stormcast Adjudicators or the what's the big crossbow from the starter kit right these uh, the Ballista yeah to yeah. take out Arkham. and um, like, um, to so be like two of them three of them yeah probably. and I've been looking We're at plugging
0: two of them into a Living City list teleport them in nine inches away yeah bang or just where
2: you know they're not going to be hit because they've got yeah. a 36 inch range so you just go right I'm going to be here and be away from you yeah 36-inch range is much better than the Glade Guard, I think. And they, they would just take down Arcan no problem. So I think there's going to be some... I think the next shift in the meta is going to be going towards anti-death.
0: Yeah.
2: And it's going to be so longer-range shooting with a lot of shots at round one.
0: We're looking at we're no also rem. looking potentially at something like Clan Scryer, where you've got a lot of shooting, but additionally lots of mortal wound output, where you're sure there's a death save going on but if you're going to be running multiple Nighthorn units, Ethereal Amulet, Zombie Dragons... I mean, I remember playing against um, the Engine coffin with Clan Scryer and suddenly like taking 36 mortal wounds to the face with my Sylvanath back in the day, which yeah. I had no redundancy against. Well, yeah. Death's oh, slightly more resilient, but as ever with this kind of build if you take out the big stuff nothing's coming back.
2: But Owen actually played against Clan Scryer Yeah. Blood and Glory um, and smashed it.
1: Do you want to go into it now? Or?
2: Yeah. yeah, we can go. We've got... S- so, yeah.
1: so basically I played Liam Cook Sunday morning uh, game 4 and he's we we ever, I think we've played 3 or 4 times now, always been the Sunday morning game <laughs> right and it's like, yeah, he's, he's a brilliant guy to play, um, he had Clan Squire. so it was basically everything started underground mm. um, so it was like 2 two threes of the Warp Fire Throwers for the Mortal Wounds 1 unit of the Combat Storm Fiends ok, um, yeah. Then other two teams to basically bring up like the um, just the mortal wound weapons teams. I can't, yeah, I can't remember their the name. Yeah,
2: the globedears or the, the mortar, or the what fire thrower. I think it was the warp fire, throw. fire Thrower What fire is the straight mortal wound. Yeah, one. it's two d three mortal wounds.
1: But he, because he ATT's Liam, like that. really good for yeah. yeah, really good with Liam. he made it clear going in. He's basically said how the um, their rules are written is they there's no basically they can come up anywhere. Yeah the whole like the sort of the re- initial weapons team person that brings all the units with them he has to be outside nine it's eight I think. eight Eight, and then everything else can just go over they want so they could like sing. They go in, combat. go in combat so it basically meant um, I was super turtled up he let me go first so he could chance a double turn Yeah. he then went turn two um, no his turn one he didn't come up okay um and then, oh, no, he didn't. Then he's turned to... I think he let me... He gave it to me, or I won it. So you can, other, again, waste a turn. Yeah, and then we saw... Basically, the objective came down, because we were playing Star Strike, came yeah. down in the middle of the board. Um, I decided I can't sit here, so I used um, the Shadow spell to move a unit. Banishment. Um no, that's realm late. of was oh, right. it realm of darkness or something that's the command
2: ability isn't it there's some there's, there's a ability that just lets you
1: yeah there's move. a that's it's it's oh, oh is is the command ability is off the you, board lets edge you move 18 and then you still get a move wow it was a different because it was the one okay. where you that picked a, you fun. you picked you within 12 they get to move 24 okay but that counts as their move Okay. So I pushed the spirit host out to sit on the objective so that I need to start scoring points to at least push him away. Mm. He then came up his turn to um, use a really cool shadow spell to pull, which he managed to get off against Arcan. That's nice. pretty impressive. Um, to pull my zombie dragon lord a few inches forward to get all six of the mortal wounding storm fiends in range. One shot at the vampire lord. Yep. Um, then charging the combat fiends, basically decimated. Uh, other stuff, and basically, by the he then double turned me. And so, going into my turn three, yeah, I had lost my six spirit hosts, my zombie dragon, um, my 30 uh, chain wraths were down to like eight models, my gas Reapers were down to like 10 models from 30, um, and then it's kind of where you want to keep them as well
0: because in my experience if you finish those 10 off it's a nightmare
1: yeah Uh, because I then I made the decision to actually because then at turn 3 the two other objectives came down on the left side of the board so they were basically exactly where Liam's army was wow so it wasn't like oh they come down the other side I can just run over there and just basically run away from the scryer and still score (laughs) they came down in the perfect positions to basically I mean I have to fight this army (laughs) But this then this setting up for him. But, but then death grew, and I smashed off Scryer. Yeah.
2: So they can kill the Vampire Lord and Zombie Dragon as much as they like. I mean, they need to. But at the end of the day, everything else is coming back. Yeah. Apart yeah. from Markham, you which is not, not going to be able to get to.
1: Because he's only seventeen. He was only you about got, seventeen. He doesn't
2: have anything that can reach him. It's yeah.
0: Eight-inch right. range weapons, and you can.
1: So he should that. have been
0: taking double turns and playing for that.
2: Really. Well, to be but
1: fair, he so he he got he won the key double turn. That meant yeah. he could kill so much, but then I won the two key priority roles that kept me in the game. Sure, sure. Because then I was able to regrow, which meant I could then conger regrow reapers onto the middle objective because he only had like a weapons team defending it. Yeah. Um, outscored that. Models, I then kept like retreat, ran my chain rasp over the top of the combat storm fiends to sit on the objective, which only had an engineer sitting Man on. Flying battle line is filth, isn't it? Yeah, yeah they're just so like if I don't need to be here and the whole like you just regrow to gain the distance you need to get like you just oh I'm going to regrow now retreat I'm suddenly like that so many extra move, inches of movement essentially yeah that's perfect <clears> and then yeah, over it's there it's the
2: problem that those like models that come back they just don't care about whether they're anywhere near the gravesite near enemy yeah. models like doesn't matter
0: yeah. yeah that's why I think your suggestion of growing back the models growing back must be near a gravesite makes sense yeah I think that'd be fine there's yeah. a couple of things that you, you can, can swamp the yeah. middle of the board with gravesites, and you're still going to get them back, but you're not yeah. then going to be able to date. But then
2: your opponent knows right at the start of the game that you've swamped the middle of the board with
0: gravesites, so they just avoid that bit. No, they don't. They stand on it and stop you being able to get near to it.
2: Uh, yeah, that would also work. Yeah. yeah, like that. How I've beaten. But that—that's only if you also can't summon when you're near enemy models, which is also not a rule at the moment. Yeah, no, no.
0: Uh, I mean it. Yes, you can make them. If they can't fit around you, they have to still have unit coherency. Sure. If you can horseshoe and push, punch the middle. Yeah. They have to come in the other side of you, and you can protect objectives. So the you know with lower drop armies that are quick moving. Let's use order of as the example here, but there are many other things that can do this. Deep yeah. cam, for example, with eels. You can just punch to six and a half inches beyond the line, be more than an inch wide, and make a horseshoe around an objective, and yes. they might be able to grow back, but they're growing back away from the objective, and that—that's yeah. kind Whereas of. Whereas what what the happens now
2: is that they use that thing with the couple of guys that they've still got within nine to grow the unit back around you, yeah, yeah, and it, then still be in combat. It's crazy because the yeah. only
1: rule is that you can't put them into fresh combats. Yeah, exactly. So There's that a rule?
2: Yeah, you can't put them in. You can't bring a new combat in, but. If they're in one already, you can grow to like way, way past where the gravesite was previously, yeah, and just still be fighting exactly
0: yeah.
1: where you want to be fighting now. That's crazy. But it's something I didn't catch as well that Liam pointed out is that so I the combat was happening in my deployment zone. I then regrew ten reapers up to cap the middle one, and he was saying, "Oh, because there was like the weapons team was, he's that's the closest model. So you can pile in the three towards it." Yeah. but then you've got two inch reach so it's like oh cool I can actually now still attack Yeah, and it's you, like you yeah. certainly
2: can do that that's how you bring in new combats with death Yeah, which you have to be very careful about
1: and I think it's something that you the top players will always spot it but sometimes yes you don't Yeah, you're not thinking about things like that all the time and, and
2: sometimes those like D3 rolls can just go crazy and you can just get a lot more movement than you were expecting and then suddenly that five inches is a lot closer than you thought it was yeah yeah there's only so much that you can actually, like, prepare for. I really. mean, I've I've had it
1: a lot of times in the past when people go, "Oh, I'll just I'll, I'm not sure what to shoot, so I'll just chip a few models off your resummonable unit," and it's like, and, oh, and you're, you're like, like "Cool, <laughs> great time!" Thanks for some free movement. That means I'm suddenly a lot easier guaranteed yeah. charge. Yeah, and it's like
0: I've just written a really fun list in my head, but <laughs>
2: this we need is really to exciting. we need to finish off this segment now. So
0: yeah, just to just to round up, then death comes back to life. Wherever it wants is unrendable for the most part, yep is supreme in terms of the grand alliances at magic and has multiple high wound large base size characters that you can park on objectives and be happy all day,
1: yeah I think them they're not they're beatable yeah. like I've had like the reapers i've had I've lost them so much just to like if you don't roll your four ups, they're dead, yeah. Um, your guys like roll a lot of four ups in my experience. I've never
2: been massively afraid of the Reapers. They're no,
1: they're a good horde unit. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> at the set, at the end of the
2: day, the it's like, they're worse they're easier dice to kill spirit. than a unit of sixty grots. Yeah. Or something. Yeah. Four ups save with thirty wounds compared to four upsave yeah, sixty wounds. So sixty yeah. and sixty grots are
1: terrible. Yeah.
2: yeah. But like I'd rather I'd they're, rather they're be not. facing the grots, I think. I
1: I, I yeah. honestly think it's the endless legions. Like that yeah. is that should that should either cost more command points. Definitely. Can or... we play out
0: to die straight? <laughs> yeah, I can look it up.
1: <laughs> I think yeah, you should either you should ever cost more command points. Or a command point gives you so many points of summoning back. Yeah. Yeah. So like you could summon ways. a part of the unit back for a single command point or something. Yeah. I don't think
0: controversially that death is completely broken. No, I, think I think that it's they just they in the current are, matter. they've always been a popular faction and people own them. Yep. They've had sexy new models. They had a lot of support in the end times. The new Nagash in particular, but the Mortarks as well, are astounding. Yep. Um and I think it's an army that people like to play and have been doing middle table level with and have needed Legions of Nagash as a book and AOS two. Both of those things have buffed them incredibly. But what we're missing is a Legions of Chaos book and what we're missing is a Legions of Destruction book. There are plenty of tools as we discussed within order to deal with death i'm certainly you know i'm off to Krim bobo i'm gonna be looking quite seriously at how do i deal with that and i think the answer has become quite clear to me i won't spoil my list just yet but order can deal with it not with the magic
2: no i you've think got, it's long range shooting
0: you've, yeah, yeah. you've got long range shooting and you've got a couple of other tools in there to deal with um confident death players who misplace characters um it's if you can get round death that's exciting um yep. But they're certainly really strong and popular, and that popularity is key. But if you look at it compared to something like Daughters of Cain, where well, there's only a few players getting huge amounts of wins because they're good players, it's death, it's quite difficult to look at statistically because they, they are, are popular. Also, but there's some still people are some playing, bad players playing right, exactly.
2: vampire lords on zombie dragons with ethereal amulets that are doing better than they should be. They're mid-tables instead of bottom-tables. I fully yeah, concede that that is true, well, I, and I, frustrating.
1: I, I think that Artifact should just go... Like it- I imagine that it's gonna to go to a
0: four up save that cannot be modified. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not- I would hope
1: it'd be five up that can't be modified,
0: but I'll take four up. It won't be. What yeah. is it, like an extra save? Just, no, no, just no your save is replaced. Oh, okay. And you have a four up save that cannot be modified positively or negatively. The issue with it at the moment is your save becomes unmodifiable. So if there was a discussion the other day about whether you're putting that on somebody with um you know when does when does the plus one apply? So if you are a free guild general, you have a four up save. But if you have a shield, you have a three plus save. Whereas there are other things where if you add a shield, it's plus one. So the wording isn't quite clear across models. The zombie dragon, the the zombie dragons. The example here because it's on the miniatures roster, they mm. start the game with a three up save. Yeah, because it's added during list building. But it's different wording to a free guild general with shield has a three up save. Yes, as opposed to a zombie, a zombie dragon a vampire lord on zombie dragon has a 4 plus save if he has a shield he gets plus 1 oh
2: because I think then all that's a vampire lords on zombie dragons are cheating this was a huge conversation it's recently. not plus 1
1: that's the is it not it's they get us through
0: up save okay there's something else then yeah. the zombie dragon must be a similar example to the uh, free eagle general but there was something being mentioned there's definitely some things that get us um, plus one yeah so the, the the question was then the order in which stuff happens because um, the, the save role may not be modified is what it says as well yeah so yeah. if the role is made it's, it's, yeah, and, and it is, Games Workshop did publish save. in an FAQ at some point a sequence that things happen. So, for example, if you have the command trait Gnarled um, Warrior on Silverneth, you get plus one to your save. Uh, no, sorry, that's Oaken Armour, the artifact, oh, yeah, which is yes. plus one to your save, but it happens before the game currently. Artifacts are applied before the game. Weird FAQ, yeah, exactly. So, you've got an unrendable two up. That's tree lord which is dumb and no one's running it because it's not very useful yep because you're not going to be shoving your tree lord ancient into people mm. but because they don't have a good enough weapon to but, really but you could that. face it you could face it and it's yeah. insane
2: yep it needs to go anyway we've been too long on this we section uh, we'll be back after a short break for some chat about raw in our narrative section hey everyone Unfortunately, our raw coverage has been removed by some kind of me in my laptop this week. Uh, we're going to do our best to cover it in the next episode. But for now, here's I Am Janice, the story of Sump Town Funk by House Goliath. by Faye Downey's, uh, This is Faye Downey's narrative for Alex's Necromunda campaign. Enjoy.
3: I Am Janice. The little girl with the flaming hair stood defiant in the midst of the circle. Hands clenched into tiny fists, she scowled and spat at the hungry pack of boy men surrounding her like wolves. Later this would earn her the moniker, the Vixen, but now all it earned was angry laughs and lurid taunts from adolescents high on the first flushes of Stim Slug. Sheelings were rare in Sumptown, occasionally there'd be a sighting a ragged scavenger, searching for scraps to feed her pups amid the stinking sump. Most didn't make it out of swaddling. Weaker than the males, they struggled with the harsh realities of life in the underhive. Those who made it to adolescence were less fortunate, picked off and used in other ways by the hungry mob. This one was different, the one they called Janice the one who would come to be known as Vixen. The one foretold of in the old books, the books that had been buried or burned for the blasphemy. The blasphemy that it would be a woman, a scrawny sheeling who would come to unite the tribes of House Goliath and lead them from the abyss. The tiny girl couldn't have looked further from this right now. She staggered about the circle, drunk on the fumes of stim slug she'd been forced to ingest. This was how the baby goliaths liked to play, rough and cruel. Torturing the weaklings with a lethal lethal dose of stim, playing with them like a cat before they either died from the overload to their nervous system, convulsing and vomiting on their own blood, or smashed into a sticky pulp by knives and hammers swiped from the furnace. She staggered and fell to her knees, asphalt scraping skin from bone, Her eyes stung hot with tears, but she choked them back and raised her head in defiance, fixing them with her brilliant green eyes. The boys scampered and jittered like apes. The one they called the bull reached for a boulder, picking it up effortlessly, like it weighed no more than a pillow. He flipped it from hand to hand like he was juggling a sack ball. The one they called gutter pushed forward through the knot of muscle and testosterone, Grinning toothlessly, Gums still sore from when the one called Chain Dog had bested him at a game of knuckles. He stroked the edge of the wicked blade the way a mother might soothe a babe. Mm, let my knives have some fun. My turn to play bull. I'm going to make a necklace from her insides. He prodded her belly with the cruel blade, drawing a thin line of blood, but a shove from the bull sent him sprawling. The pack howled and laughed like hyenas on heat. Gutter crawled away to a dark corner, shaking with rage at the insult. "'Nah, I'll prefer something a little more basic,' snarled the bull, hefting the huge rock into the air, ready to bring it down and pulverise the girl's head. "'Trouble with bullies, he's got no flair,' whispered Knox, stepping forward with the renderizer he'd stolen from his father's stash." It was then they noticed the change. Small at first, like something half seen from the corner of an eye. You couldn't be quite sure if anything had happened, but her eyes had changed, were changing, pulsing from the usual deep emerald to a sickening yellow, then back to green but with a crimson hue. The iris pulsed with an eerie light before misting over completely with some kind of membrane-like mucus bloodshot veins crawled like worms across the eyeball. It was then they rolled back into their sockets. Disappointed yells emanated from the pack. This was all too familiar. The telltale signs of a stim overload. The victim dying before they'd had a chance to have their fun. As the little body convulsed on the floor, a thin line of vomit dribbling from her gums. The boys stepped forwards, hefting chains and hammers ready to get a strike in before the body lay still and lifeless on the floor, another carcass ready for the sump. The one called Rogar stopped suddenly, stepped back. He pointed to the limpid body. Look. Bluey-black veins were spreading across her pallid flesh, knitting in place where her muscles should be, hardening, getting stronger, knitting together like barbed wire, Her head was thrown back and her body arched. She vomited violently onto Gutter's boots and the older boy sprang back, disgusted by the insult. Little bitch, you'll pay for that, stinking Escher half-blood. The arm holding the knife came thundering down towards the crimson head, but it never met its target. In fact, it never attached to the shoulder again. The girl sprung up with the grace of a panther but it was with the strength of a bear that she tore the boy's arm from its socket. Hot blood spurted from the ruined shoulder as Gutter screamed in pain, trying to staunch the flow with his other hand. The claret liquid spat through his fingers, covering the asphalt like a fine wine. Eyes widened in horror as he watched the life draining out of him, casting about wildly, looking for help that would never come from a pack whose code it was to watch him bleed out. The girl's baby voice had earned her the nickname Pipsqueak, as she'd eked out a life hiding in the sump, catching hive rats and other less appealing sources of nutrition. The voice that came forth now was like a demon screaming from hell. NOT HALF BLOOD I AM GOLIATH The knife sprang forward, eager to take his moment taking the girl by surprise, hoping to land a blade to the kidneys. He was dead before he hit the floor, gutted on his own knife by the cheetah-like reflexes of the little girl. If she could even be called that anymore. She was growing. Mutating. The knotted veins had hardened into some kind of network, supplying stim to every area of her body, The knots were solidifying into hardened muscle even as the boys stared open-mouthed at the little orphan girl at their feet. She was little no more. A giant sheeling stood in her place, naked as the day she was born from where rippling muscle had torn through the scraps she used to call clothes. The boys stared, awed by the sheeling's brutal grace but any lustful thoughts were soon replaced with awe and fear as she removed the head of an overzealous suitor with her bare hands. Jumping her from behind was clearly not an option either, as two more tried their luck and were castrated in turn. She tossed the flaccid appendages to the one they called Grack, who would later be known as Keeper of the Skulls. They'd been pups together and he'd always tried to look out for her when he could. He nodded at the one he thought of as sister and tucked the limpid flesh into his belt, a reminder to the others that this lady, Janice, was not for the taking. The remaining pack fell to their knees, awed by this goddess in front of them. The legends were true. I am Janice. I have come. I will travel to the abyss and you will follow me. The one called Michelle Pfeiffer for no apparent reason leapt up and fist pumped the air. You go girl
2: We're back. Uh, so we're gonna we're gonna do some D D for you guys. Uh I think it's been a little while since we've covered D. it's been at least uh what three or four sessions of us actually playing
0: which must be six weeks or so a bit longer i think so we yeah, had a bit of a gap we had a couple of gaps yep. um, around events
2: yeah just life getting in the way um of D somehow Boo. Uh, so we've now got the the final member of the current D group uh on the podcast to actually actually turn up and discuss their character that's um, well <laughs> the infamous Boswell the infamous Boswell yeah um, so I guess it's useful uh, for the players to sort of know who is Boswell uh, what <clears throat> and then what was your original idea the players idea. or the listeners the listeners sorry
0: the players also know we, we already know Boswell's yeah. been <laughs> at the party since the beginning and it's now actually yeah. named after him I
2: consider all of our listeners players in my <laughs> d game of life very true I'm deeply troubled <laughs> <laughs> you should be based on our current
1: campaign <laughs> Uh, so, what is who is Boswell? Uh, so Boswell is a dragonborn sorcerer. Um, he's basically uh, like a. I kind of decided to try and make him like a Rincewind type character. That was okay. the original like idea I sort of had for him. A bit sort of, b- a bit, bumbling. Yeah, um, like clumsy, hmm. um, and then Running a, away? <laughs> ironically to fit that running away one of the the first spells i picked uh, makes me run away faster which i still have yeah and has come in handy a few times yep. it sure has it has um and one of the really cool components that a sorcerer offers is you can take wild magic yep which i've thought really um linked well to that rinse wind idea of things can just go wrong all, All right. right. On Sometimes. All right. Times. But you but not yeah. in the way,
0: but not in the way that you planned for it to go, right? You wrong. A- absolutely not.
2: Yeah. So
1: even in the second
2: session or something, yeah. there was quite a lot of wild uh, magic happening, it's, right? It's been it's horrendous.
1: Two or three. Yeah. So the the concept of wild magic is every time I want to cast a spell, um before I do that, I have to roll a d20. And on a on a natural 1, that means a wild magic surge has happened. Yep. And then there's a table of a uh, hundred possible results. 100 poss- uh, yeah, it's, a, it's actually about sixty odd. Some of them have the same number. Oh, you, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you then roll a D100, and something happens. Yep.
2: And actually, so I'm using because we're in Ravenloft a different <clears throat> one to the one in the book, that is specific to the Ravenloft campaign oh, setting. Oh, brilliant! I didn't realise so it was. Everything is much much darker them so that's why everything that's been happening has been horrendous <laughs> I was gonna explain say, why. <laughs> very few of the things
0: have been like even if they've been helpful been particularly
2: oh, yeah, shiny yeah, or no, no the normal one is quite shiny yeah. it's quite it's very funny it's like you're suddenly purple or um, right an elephant appears, but it's three inches tall next to you. And, and this one's like four a thousand
0: hours. years of darkness descend yeah. upon you in a moment and yeah. you weep yourself so, to death. So what
2: things have happened from, from Wild Magic so far in the campaign?
1: Um hmm. The I think probably the one of the infamous ones was we were in a pub and I was basically we we're just talking to an NPC. And part of that was just... They were asking about magic, and I was like, I can show off my magic, just do a little quick trick. And um, I think I did a quick, like, a very basic fire spell, and I wild magicked, and caused... The result was necrotic tentacles went throughout (laughs) the entire pub and I think killed several patrons. I think three
2: people died, about eight people were knocked unconscious, and the NPC that you were talking to, that happened to be a very, very high-level character was fine but yeah. took like some serious damage your own party didn't you fall unconscious
1: yes you did <laughs> <laughs> yeah so there've been moments i mean I, I remember there was one session where i wild magic three spells in a row oh. and that went from it went from the heights of when we were at the uh, the windmill Oh yep.
0: yeah, the the scary windmill with the bad witch.
1: Yeah. Yep. Which is like way over where you should be
2: killing her at that point. It yeah, there was
0: be... so much stuff that was like don't be here. Go away. Leave this place. <laughs> it's dangerous.
2: Yep. I tried I tried my best, guys. Yeah. <laughs> but nope, they weren't there anyway and then they decided to fight, but Boswell saves the day. As always.
1: Um there was I think my particular yeah. favorite one was um it was just it was shortly after um, Braylon Uh, Kieran had been introduced to the party maybe one or two sessions afterwards Mm. and we were at the Wizard of Wines fighting uh, some like Dryads and Braylon had basically failed to hit this Dryad four rounds in a row
2: Um,
1: Boswell then basically wild magic surges and the result is I go blind so (laughs) one term I'm blind one term I can see the ethereal plane In the turn that I'm blind, at this point as well I've basically run out of all spells So all I have Is Now keeping in mind that this character only wears cloth And his only weapon is a pet rock Yep And I My character, Boswell, was blind Threw the rock And successfully hit and wounded the dryad (laughs) Yep (laughs) Yep. It was incredible
0: Which is more damage than Braylon's ever done Yep. Yep It was so good just watch this, and he just goes blind and throws a rock at someone, <laughs> and it still works.
2: Who throws a rock?
0: <laughs> yeah. You need to go and collect your rock afterwards I as well. Know. I mean, that, that rock you have subsequently um, had treated with melted molten silver yeah, to he's got give silvered. it extra damage. It silver other. damage now. Yeah. And didn't you get the killing blow against Babala Saga, the kind of ultimate doom witch of the uh, setting? Oh, that wasn't again. with the
1: rock, though. Was it not? I, no, I no. thought you conjured a snowball, didn't you, in three. Yeah, it. that was right. Was I've, just, I've definitely uh, killed a couple of things with a rock. With that was wild
2: magic. Again, the ability to cast snow basically turned off your fire magic. Yeah. Which is the only thing that you can do and gave you, like, some random ice spells and Oh, yes.
1: So I got the ice spell and then I wild it was It was the turn after and I caused a huge wall of shadow. Yep. So it was like I couldn't yeah, it even was, see no, again. It was, you couldn't see. Yeah, headshotting it with
0: a small handheld projectile made of ice yep. instead of rock.
2: <laughs> it was the the spell darkness centered yep. on yourself. So it just it is absolutely pitch black magically. So you cannot. You just have no chance until yep. you leave it. Yeah, still managed to kill the like witch of the entire campaign, who's a tenth level
1: spellcaster with a snowball so yeah it's been great fun so it, it just adds I mean it, there was a while where I didn't get a wild magic for ages and then it's well, started. you
2: can always give me
1: one I think I've only done that once so you've far. only done that once yeah. we were in a time of dire need
0: and you thought well extra random magic will help yeah. with this yeah.
2: but it's in order if he gives was me a that the rat? no it's, that,
1: it was later it, no that was the Babla Saga fight I think it might have been yeah. I spent because you could I've, like sorcerers have sorcery points that you can exp, they only recharge every full sleep. rest or yeah. long rest. And, but you can, use, if you've run out of spell slots, you can use them to basically gain back spells, like a spell slot. So, say, like if you wanted a th- third level spell, you could use th- four. three or four, four, yeah. But that one meant. More than the spell level you want. I don't know if it was the rules, but it's at least how it's you how were playing it. Yeah. yeah. Was that, say, if I'd used three sorcery points, that means for my wild magic, I would fail on a one, two, three, four yeah. as, instead of just the one. Sure. Yeah so it really increases that chance and yeah
0: <laughs> it's been great fun my, my favorite was the rats yeah we were at a, a windmill i think this is before we started the podcast so it's not repeating Probably, yeah. too much but
2: the bone grinder uh,
0: we're at the bone grinder mill where we met the witch and the fight was going super badly andy's character kazan was face down having gone into a coma having eaten a drugged yeah. pastry kokio
2: had run away like Mo had gone yeah
0: let's not be here this He's gone upstairs to
2: try and save some children. I think. Oh, okay. That that. Fits. I don't think he went upstairs he to save the children. children. He there. went upstairs for treasure.
0: Yeah. Yes, and <laughs> fleeing purposes. He didn't yeah. save the children when he got there. To yeah. his credit, but it wasn't That's his intention. No. He was literally abandoning it, abandoning us. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then Owen just summoned a sea of rats.
2: Yep. Yep. Which so we get,
0: demolished uh, we, the windmill. Which right? also
2: take one of your. You can give them a one word command when yep. they are summoned. <laughs> yep. And so you told them to eat her or something, or I think so, or
1: attack. It was over like attack, eat, or kill. Or... Yeah,
2: maybe kill. You might have just said kill. Yeah. <laughs> they, they all just like swarm on top of this witch. It was yep. awful. It but was hilarious. very funny
0: and awful.
2: And the party left happily. Yeah,
0: yeah. And there've been no repercussions at all about that whole section of the game. Certainly not. Yeah. Um, so, like recently, Boswell's undergone quite a significant change.
2: In the Amber Slowly. Temple, as we've probably mentioned, Boswell, savior
0: of maidens and yep. priests, um, and priests now. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. We went down to the Amber Temple as we discussed recently, and
2: just to remind people, there was the the Amber Temple is a massive dungeon in Curse of Strahd, uh, one of the, the pretty much only dungeon in the actual module, and you can it's a place where they've locked up demigods, evil demigods, and you can touch these amber statues that have got these evil demigods locked within them. And effectively, they will speak to you and offer you a gift. And I think well, some of the party took some of these gifts, Boswell being
1: one of them. And which one did you go for? So I, so to, basically try and make a bit of sense of it. Mm. When I was like trying to build the uh, the progression in my character, I, being a dragon, coming with dragon um. You came come with dragon breath as a default, so I was like, "Well, I'm going to default to f- towards just fire magic." And we were going through all these statues in the temples, and you, we you would talk um, announcing what they were or looked like, and I was like, ah, this doesn't really seem one." Well. Then the one came up that was a fire giant. and I was like, yep. "Well, that's got fire in the name, so like that's that's got to be like something Boswell would be after, I think." Yeah, yeah,
2: it's um, like a hulking, muscly giant statue wreathed in fire. Yep. With a huge fiery beard, so
1: came. yeah, yeah, and I think he well, during negotiations with the demigod, hmm. um, there was talk of improving Boswell's fire breath. So I think yeah, more fire, he's happy with that. But then an additional effect was that he gained a few muscles. I think <laughs> it's yeah. fair to say
2: Boswell jumped from what strength
1: eight. Uh, as far as the game is I was at least above ten. Oh, I, maybe think. You were I think. As oh well.
2: it, I will, yeah 12 because I, 12, had, cause I you had... had plus one on the rock attack like yeah uh, you got plus one damage when you hit with it. rock yep. so we went from 12 to 20 22 22, 22. Yeah, plus 10
0: strength it yeah. was oh yes so yes. now so, it was just straight no, he walked out, just, out of the temple and Brian was like what <laughs> yeah
2: so Boswell is now this dragonborn that is absolutely like he just spent years bench pressing yeah
0: I mean, all that running away has been like good at aerobic exercise. Still only Fast wears swimming in lakes. I know. Yeah. yeah. Um, pretty heroic.
2: Yeah. So he's now by far the strongest member of the party.
1: Yeah. yeah. Only armed with a rock. And you actually hit... I oh, know. Some...
0: sorry, I do have a sword. In now. the last session, you did actually hit somebody with a sword and do more damage than me or Andy have done with swords. Did in you the hit last... a sword? Yeah. I did yeah. pick
1: up a sword... Really, I've picked a sword up now. We may
0: have just been figuring it out, but your your base damage is like six points higher yep. than me or Andy.
1: The thing,
2: probably not as good at hitting though, because wizards sure, don't get yeah, the proficiency. Yeah. Right, hit. yeah. So,
0: but if he hits, yeah, if he hits, then it's a like, shit whether damage. he's holding it kind of cat handedly and like punching people yeah. with it or not. Yeah. Um, if he lands a blow, that's going to be significantly more painful. Yep. And yeah, it's hilarious, which is great.
1: Yeah. And I thought the um being able to get the party named after myself was a nice little Yeah. So it that came at a moment of where the chat is now named after you. Isn't yeah. it? The
2: chat that we have for this campaign is now called Boswell's Gun Show.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and it has well, it has been changing over time depending on certain events. So I think it went from like Boswell's house party
0: hmm. um, to the unlikely ban. Yeah.
1: Um to But it because the I there was a time when we were just coming out of Strahd's Castle and um Adam Morianin and Kieran Braylon had basically just forgot like forgotten what had just happened. Yeah, that was the word Cthulhu type. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Creature that makes love you crafting, forget if it hits yeah. you. So I what thought just Boswell would use this opportunity to jump on and say that he was the saviour. Yeah. And seeing as at the other time there was only, I think it was either Andy. It was Andy, but he'd had a work call, so Kazan had literally been
0: in the bathroom for the whole encounter and was like, "Oh, we're we leaving now." Yeah. so like nobody actually knew what had happened. Which was mostly instead... a
2: conversation with Strada and I think Kazan just basically stayed at like, it went back to the table and, and so yeah, there was do the horrendous bit where you went into the chapel.
1: No one disputed it. Yep. Because I either couldn't remember and they weren't there, Although yep. or they were an NPC and that
0: was busy reading the next bit.
1: Yeah <laughs>
2: Uh, no, just Esmeralda wasn't part of that conversation, right? And or the vote
1: wasn't. was cast, and yeah, yeah, I think it was fairly done. Boswell so my character now believes leader. that we are
0: only alive because Boswell saved us from Strahd's Castle, and I don't even know what we were fighting, yeah. but Boswell has saved us. We've witnessed Boswell save maidens from lakes. He's the savior of priests in Barovia Village, um, yep. whilst being a very shy, running away type wizard that gets his spells wrong often.
2: Uh, so I think we've we've got just enough time to sort of get people up to date on what's on what's actually happening in the campaign and what people yeah. are doing. So yeah, we've had a couple of sessions since uh, since Amber Temple. Well, it's uh, the right
0: time to talk about that because the only two characters that stayed awake on watch as we left the Amber Temple, we decided to have a rest because it was exhausting and dangerous. Yep. Um, were uh, my character Marianning and uh, Boswell Owen's character, mm-hmm. and um, we were rather. Concerned when we awoke um, at what now lay outside uh, the Amber Temple. You may remember that we met a lich with kind of dotted red eyes, a skeletal mage uh, in the depths of a vault in the Amber Temple. And um, while well, there was just suddenly a huge army of skeletons, yeah,
1: a good sort of skeletal horde with lieutenants. Yeah, I think yeah, yeah. some blokes on horses think like
0: <clears throat> ring rates before they like super level yep. up yep. Um, and just lots of skeletons what I realised after this fight is that it started off with an arrow clattering near our heads on that pillar and then what Matt kindly didn't do was shoot any arrows at us during the fight
1: I was saying because of what Boswell because proceeded to do them. next sure because of what was Boswell proceeded to do next I was thinking maybe there might not be any crossbows sure. left
0: Yeah. so the reaction was that we tried to wake everyone up quietly somebody mm-hmm. loosed an arrow at us and yeah. What did you do? I cast fireball,
1: which
0: is an amazing spell
2: against yeah. thirty skeletons.
1: So it's like a—it's basically like you pick a point, um, so many feet away, and it's just like a twenty-foot blast of like eight D six damage. A horrendous yeah. AOE. Yeah. No, it's eight D eight actually
2: is it the what was it know, it's, d6 six is. it's d6 it's... it can't be 8d8 sorry that's no it's something eight else. D6. I,
1: that was another spell I saw recently yeah it was 8d6 yes, another
2: 8d8 single targets
1: so that killed half the skeletons
0: <clears> before we even got there. Yeah. Or more. Yeah. Um, and I just went, cool, well, we've all got some new powers, let's try them out. I think there'd been some out-of-game levelling up going on and Matt was, was like, here's an army of skeletons. Yeah, and was, and that was, like, was a sort of the idea. Yeah, it's like, charge down the hill and murder <laughs> these creatures. Um, the way we've been running the campaign, of course, is that Matt's kind of deciding in a narrative sense when it's worth us levelling up. So rather than, like, I killed 10 skeletons and they got yep. 100 XP... Yeah. It's like you've just done this awesome thing, have a level, and it might be it might be five sessions, it might be three sessions, depending on like yeah. how good it's advanced. Which means that you can just give us a skeleton army to fight to try things out, and that doesn't mean that like
2: You're our characters being level. awake means we're suddenly a
0: level higher yeah. than everyone else who's asleep, yeah. which would unbalance things. I so. actually just like people leveling up when it's cool. Yeah, it's so much better, and then gaining benefits when their characters have shown some kind of experiential yeah. Increase. I think that's yeah. really cool. So we. I I experimented with how survivable my tank paladin is and it turns out he is very very survivable I didn't use any of my healing spells or accept any healing and just used uh, the hit dice so every turn you can roll a dice for paladin it's a d10 uh, plus your level and you get that many hit points back yep um, uh, plus your constitution, constitution modifier, modifier, which for me at the moment is plus three. So it's running a D10 plus three, whilst being attacked by like two or three guys on horses yeah. and a bunch of like I was just surrounded and was just like, yeah, I'm just gonna fight. And I was not was hitting, fine. and I was just standing there and healing back more than like yeah. we started the fight without having had a full rest, so I wasn't on full <laughs> health. it was just like, yeah, I'm just gonna stand here and have more health by the end of the fight. And um, yeah. yeah,
1: I think Boswell got a bit greedy though because I rush he uh, Boswell rushed forward. And was surrounded by some skeletons and mm. beaten down, uh, only wearing cloth armor. So he's AC twelve. Yeah, it's not great in combat and Isn't very AC twelve. Co- the corruption office in the TV series Line of Duty. <laughs> I have Probably. No, no idea. idea. It is. But carry on. Cool. Uh, and so I very quickly got knocked down, and then I tried to use my newfound strength to mm. basically just pick up a horse from the ground, <laughs> oh, yeah. and it didn't work. And I got—I nearly died. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out, even
2: strength twenty-two, you still struggle to pick up a horse. (laughs) No shit, right? And it wasn't even a horse. Like these riders were were one piece with the horse. If
0: that makes sense. Yes, it's a dude on a horse holding a sword and presumably metal armor. Like that's heavy.
2: Yep. And they are they are one skeleton. It's not a skeleton riding a horse. It's a skeleton. It's not a skeleton man riding a skeleton horse. It's a skeleton man riding horse. Right, so it's like sort of all fused all yeah. together. So I think Core ravenous.
1: came to my rescue in the end, and we yeah, a skeleton. Alex figured out how rogues work, which is quite helpful. I
0: just think this was still before he'd figured out
1: about clerics, though. He still, still No, no, he figured that out in the I was Temple. In the, the Amber yeah, Temple, he had Yes, spells. that's true.
0: And which what page they're on on D&D Beyond. Yeah, useful things. So we um, we killed the skeletons and yep. we headed down the hill. And for some reason, that took a whole session. Oh, it's because we had to navigate getting over that stupid fence.
2: Yeah, uh, there's there's just some travel. There's involved. a lot of travel, yeah, and there. there was a lot of chat on the way back in terms of what was going
0: on and we had to fill brain. Um, um,
2: yeah, yeah.
0: And um, so we decided we we're gonna head down to Argentovskol, <coughs> which is a huge kind of, I guess, like a stately home. We keep calling it yeah. a castle, but it isn't quite. It's like a mansion, ruin Yeah. Right. Um, a hold, if you will, yeah. Um, with the German halt, okay. yep. um, low gothic kind of setting, and it's a top, uh, a big kind of precipice above the Luna River, which runs all the way to Valaki which is the town we spent a lot of time in, um, down from the mountains, yep. and is above Berez, where we fought another horrible witch. Yep. Um, so we kind of heard echoes of fighting there before, and we'd been tasked by one of the surviving. Um, members of the Order of the Silver Dragon, yep. with going and uh, and returning um, Argen Vosthal to its former glory. Also, one of our long-standing prophecies from Madam Eva, um, in the kind the first of this, session right? in the first, yeah. sesh, second session? The second first second session, second session, first session, not the, the, in session zero, yeah, in session with one. the Vistani uh, yeah. seer. One of the things she says we need to do in order to begin to defeat Strad is to bring light to, uh, is to look to the highest or something um, look for the silver dragon there's a dragon statue anyway we knew that this was a place we needed to go yeah. not only for kind of secondary quests that we discovered in game but also as one of our major kind of like points on the yeah. map
2: I think it's something um, like look to a great house guarded by a great
0: stone dragon look to the highest peak yeah which is what we did and yeah. we we as uh, this was kind of the end of the session and as we arrived at Argenvost halt, um, a great darkness and sound kind of crashed towards us, and it ended in a. And, and the darkness was kind of familiarly like the uh, shadow monster that had tried to kill the priest in Velaki. Yep. Um, Count Strahd is trying to kill one of the NPCs that we've met every day uh, because we've kind of betrayed him. You've um,
2: kidnapped Arena. Uh, yeah. As far as he is concerned. Yeah,
1: I mean, which we didn't realize a for a while. Yeah, we we... <laughs> we thought it was another reason he was killing people. <laughs> yeah, oh
2: yeah, because you didn't—you thought you'd not done the job for him. Yeah, but yeah. then you did
0: work out as a party that it,
1: well. That's because, because we did, did the job her, for him yeah. in
0: any noticeable way, and it didn't
1: work. It you took know, the NPC, like, uh, an enemy NPC to spell it out to us, though. I think. Yes, we're not very smart.
0: <laughs> um, and so this kind of horrible darkness was chasing um, Esmeralda. Yeah. Uh, the kind of I, I suppose she's like the
2: who's been absent from the from the party for a little bit as she was trying to find her previous yeah she master. went to Mount Garkis
0: or Baratok. no Baratok. Baratok we went, up to, the in the went to Baratok up, okay. so she went to find the kind of wizard dude that introduces us to Braylon and somehow she arrived back at Argonvost Holt um, as we arrived and the session ended on a total cliffhanger yep. as was a blade actually drawn across her neck at that moment Yeah, yeah.
2: Yep, and blood starts spilling down from her throat. And then Matt was like,
0: cool, so see you next time. Kind and we were like, but Esmeralda, she's like the <laughs> only person in our party who's competent. Yeah. <laughs> Shit! Yep. Um, yep. Yeah. So we did a lot of out of game thinking about how we might resolve that situation.
2: Yeah. And when oh, we you resume... guys were in way too good moods. I had to pull it right back down again. After the Amber Temple. And yeah, we'd become nice, demigods, man. Yeah, you had like, a nice little journey down the mountain. Everyone was in high spirits. so obviously I murdered your favourite M- NPC.
1: Yeah.
0: Thanks, Matt. <laughs> Bring it right back to reality. Kind of how <laughs> I work. Yeah. And I was partway through, so at the beginning of the next session, I was partway through, like, burning through one of these incredibly valuable scrolls of Revivify when Matt was like, read the tooltip on that. And it was like, <laughs> mate...
2: Um... No, you know how it works. You can cast a spell.
0: Like, no, I knew, I knew yeah. how it
2: yeah. would be like... So it doesn't like, work if the head is not connected. and you're like
0: her head rolls away from the body and I was like I stop reading the scroll yeah. <laughs> just in time yeah I'm uh, not gonna waste that so um, yeah Esmeralda died that was grim but we did just kind of move on I feel like there's a you know, sense
2: we buried I, her, kind yeah, you of. Oh, I, her. I did, actually. And then yeah. I feel like yeah. the party has sort of just got on with things since then, and we'll take a moment of mourning after Argenvostal, as there's
0: just been constant stuff to do yeah. We have been since constantly then. assaulted by horrible furies. Yes. yes.
2: So you you started studying this place, and there's a massive, as you remember, you said something like, look to the highest peak when you get yeah. there. Argon Vostal has a has a massive stone dragon statue towards the entrance. Yeah. Um. You saw this before you, uh, before you saw Esmeralda killed in front of you, um, and tried to make it to the um to this tower at the back of, at the back of the mansion. Yeah. Round it. Uh. After finding out that you couldn't go round, you had to go through the mansion. Um. You yeah. We it...
0: we were worried that maybe there'd be horrible, angry ghost knights. Yep. Yeah, not... we were got a bit over paranoid, I think, because you um We didn't at all. The building was full of horrible, angry what? ghost knights. Like it was no, a reasonable concern.
1: Before we even entered, you was it Morian that rolled a natural twenty on perception and saw yeah. the shape of a dragon. Yeah. And we were they, like, part there is...
0: of, of the stately building is like ruined and yeah. is like piles of rubble. And mm. I was like, there's a dragon! Oh shit! And everyone was like, there's not a dragon. And then I was like, oh, I'm not going inside.
1: And we were totally convinced that we we're about to fight a dragon.
0: Yeah. Yep. Which also would be just like you. Oh, your favourite NPC's died. Here's a dragon. You're not a high enough level for that. You need to run. Yep. And we were like, ah! <laughs> we can't bury the body. That would have sucked.
1: And it was fine. And
0: it was actually fine. <laughs> yeah. We just walked in and had a little chat with a young knight, like Dusk Elf, and then fought. Um... In the chapel at the back.
2: Yeah, which I'm not going to yeah, talk too
0: much about. Rather, you know, I don't want to give too much away. But um, other people dealt with the ghosts in the chapel, and then we went upstairs. I mean, I wasn't much better. I spent the fight trying, trying to bring to down, the pull sh- down the chandelier. Yeah, Alex well, used. Uh, Alex used. Uh, one of the patches, patches of his yeah. weird cloak he found in the temple yeah, that sort, sort of yeah like solved the problem just filled the room with a shaft of horrible moonlight which just, just killed all of the things yeah. very violently did a lot of damage to yeah. all of them which
2: was very good
0: and that wasn't the only patch that he used so we then went upstairs um, and as we're kind of going through a corridor um, in uh, in our hole a huge like stone plin shattered through the floor and uh, drop drop from the ceiling. They did from drop ceiling. straight straight from a hole. Um, um, Onto Arena. Onto Arena.
2: (laughs) Which you managed to pull just out of the way in time but she still
0: took a bit. Sweet reactions, bro. Uh, Uh, Certainly helped. uh, Luckily she's got heals because mine aren't very effective anymore. Due to the old breaking of Odes and Mm. Andy's character Kazan isn't a healer. He's a dwarf with a spear. He's got a healing spell. Has he? Yeah. Right. Probably for himself. He's used it a couple of times. Yeah. And uh, it, it also separated us from... Our two like super not armoured yeah. So I split yeah, the party
2: into <laughs> Core and Boswell, and then I- Irina and the two fighters. Yeah, yeah. And then sent Revenants at them. Yeah,
0: yeah. And um, Alex, in in response to this, was like, "Well, because you went down like immediately." Yeah,
1: like, we entered this combat, and I was on like nine health. <laughs> really, <laughs> awesome. Because so... we just before it, we'd gone into another room and fought. No, it was it we triggered something in the fireplace that caused damage. What yeah. called. And yeah,
2: they like sort little of blind they, so Core was blinded. That's what see he was a disadvantage. So he was a disadvantage on all attack rolls, and then I split the party into Boswell with nine health and core who was blinded <laughs> and then the competent group.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and like Kazan has now got what, a hundred hit points. I asked
2: you for your marching order, you gave me your marching order. It yeah. said it was the third you... <laughs> person in the marching order. We were protecting Irina, so she was in the she middle. She was in the middle, so yeah. I hit her, and you gave me the order. Like, yeah. Like, It was totally fine.
0: Yeah, but you decided it. You set it up in that way. You're like, how are you going to protect Irina? And we were like, like this, and you're like, cool, they're somewhere else, this is horrible. So Alice's response was, I'm. that worked well downstairs when I threw the moon patch and caused moonlight to kill these horrible ghosts. Maybe this dog patch will help. Presumably thinking, like, I've seen Marianning transform into a direwolf before, and if it's a drawing or an embroidery of a dog, you can't tell what size it's going to be. Yeah. So he threw this, like, scrap of paper with a dog on it, yep. and just, like, a mastiff appeared, like, a pet dog. <laughs> yep, a pet like, dog. He threw a pet dog at some ghosts how much health um, did it have for you <laughs> five five they, they immediately and it, it missed its attack yep. and, and they immediately and brutally eviscerated this small dog yep. which until moments ago perhaps had just been in somebody's living room and yeah. it was like, like snapped through space yeah. and time
2: you don't even yeah exactly time it could have just been opened from a Christmas
0: present for little <laughs> Timmy <laughs> um, and Alex named it what that, did he name it that is it? the canon I not remember what did he call it I can't remember We'll have to find out. Yeah, yeah I can't in. remember at but all. But it was just brutal and horrific. Yeah.
2: So after Core took out the one revenant, eventually, uh, with some of Boswell's help, uh, they had a little moment where they <laughs> like more of a moment like, than they yeah. had for yeah, Boswell had like, like no moment. idea where this dog had just come from. <laughs> this <laughs> dog well, previously blind. This
1: dog what? corpse. Yeah. The, <laughs> the, the dog <laughs> had not existed. I had gone unconscious, and I woke up. There was a corpse of a dog. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so.
2: Yep. done. Yeah. 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 Yeah,
0: that so was that was
2: conversation. Kind of um. uh, but I think so. You guys have mostly it's a final session that we just did this Thursday, just gone. Um, yeah. We've now figured out most of Argivostor. As I uh, so Argivostor is mostly an investigation. Yeah. kind of figure out figuring out what you need to do to get the prophecy or figure out what the prophecy is needing from yeah, you, yeah. and uh, sort of figure out what happened here because it's a massive, awesome mansion with an ancient order of silver dragon knights yes yeah, that are obviously good and you're like why aren't they helping against Strahd uh, so eventually I mean you they're quite
0: skeletal and like bound sure to their... but you didn't know yeah. that really
2: before no. You
0: you sort of met one of them and he
2: said like my order's in disarray yeah doing bad things um, But so there's a whole mystery to figure out uh, Argonbostol and eventually you make up your your way up to the top floor and you speak to some of that order uh, the main one, what well, being Sir Godfrey Gwillem.
1: yeah, yep.
0: um, descendant of Sir Gwillem, who was one of Strahd's original adversaries, we discovered absolutely, and uh, Vladimir Horndrek yeah, who's the head of the, who's the order. current head yeah, of the, the order? And they sitting on like a badass dragon throne, and it's yes. like super, with an awesome like, super dragon dehydrated. sword uh, and a uh, skeletal, wouldn't give you his shield. And wouldn't give me his direwolf shield, which yeah. is a shame because like he won't leave the building. So like, does he need it? Let's be honest.
2: So it'd be yeah. useful to see what you guys remember from what's actually happened in Argonvostok because I know it all. But so the characters work out.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I think it, it feels like a step up in terms of the tempo of the narrative. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. things are certainly coming to a head. Before we went to the Amber Temple, <clears throat> I'd revisited uh, Zalekia, the werewolf, uh, the leader of the Children of the Night, who obviously wants to spring her. Uh, partner and former leader of the children of the night from strad's castle ravenloft yeah. we need to go there now it turns out to bring the light back to the knights of the silver dragon so that they can be released and aid us and how we do that is by bringing the head of Argonvost, yep. who is a silver like a literal silver dragon yeah uh, who was defeated by strad eons ago and yeah. whose Centuries. skeleton is enshrined within the tallest tower, look to the highest peak. Yep. The only thing missing at the top is the head of the dragon which Strahd took back to Ravenloft. Yep. So we need to go to Ravenloft, bring like an 8 foot dragon's head, so we're looking at spells to do that, back yep. to the castle yeah. to uh, inter the bones and bring some vague semblance of like hope and light to yep. Barovia.
2: Yeah, you got this in a number of ways. There was there was always my, my way of running it is that you, you give PCs three three clues that will lead them towards it because the first one they'll miss, the second one they'll ignore, and the third one they'll misinterpret. And as long as they have all three of them, they'll probably
1: probably Fair work yeah. the whole thing out, but <laughs> yeah. they will yeah. always do those three things. It's yeah. like a rule. But it's all right, because so, Boswell rolled an actual 20. That was true,
2: yeah. So there was a cool painting in one of the rooms that allowed you, if you fixed it, it basically let you speak to the spirit of Argenvost. Yeah. Um, which was it was kind really of, cool. like, moving
0: in Harry potter and Yeah, the,
2: yeah. You know, it was and clouds a tap- and tapestry. And his, like, actual spirit flew out of the painting and spoke to you. Um, basically, just, just told us what to which do, which is
0: pretty unlikely to actually come off, right? Because most yeah. of the most of the NPCs were like, "Oh, you'll be pretty fortunate to be able to speak to the spirit. It's very selective." And then yeah. um, it was just like, "Natural." Nat, that, that
2: is the one way that you can do it. Yeah, there's no other way that you can speak to the spirit of Argonvost
1: except by fixing that painting. Good job. Well, wow. was yeah. that actually was that a hard role? Like in terms of was it quite a high? Yeah, thing? it's like a knowledge
2: Arcana to work out the. It, that it is a magical painting And then luckily and had I'd taken Mending And then you need the Cantrip Mending Or else yeah. nothing happens Wow Luckily I'd taken that <laughs> it was well. Yep So it was oh, super so that helpful was, That was great So now the party is sort of deciding On on whether they're going to On how they're going to Go, go to Castle Ravenloft
0: Well I mean the fact that Mo is back in the country For next session I'm, We're definitely going there via lackey Where his character yes. lives Yeah
2: yeah, And where uh, the, the Sunsword Hilt currently is True yeah, hold up. which
1: we did kind of figure out in terms of what to do with that. In terms yeah. of at least, fig- um, was it actually Argivos that told us? Uh, it wasn't Argivost, it was Vladimir. Vladimir. Yeah. Uh, About but, yeah, we had to take the hilt and say the name or the surname of the original owner, or uh, uh, yeah, of yes. the of the one
2: who uh, who holds the light, yeah. oh, okay. which you know from Madame Eva is Strad's previous lieutenant yeah which what was how he, we, made we made the connection least, but between him uh, and Godfrey Gwillam yeah it's the same name from Andy fortunately reading Istrad all the way through
0: yeah so we need to go get that sword go get the skull bring both those things back to this creepy dragon house yeah um, and hopefully then kill the big bad yeah, yeah so we may be like end end game territory relatively soon Yeah, there's think, other stuff we could do at infinitum I guess yeah we but. spoke
2: about it on the car journeys to and from blood and glory um, it's probably two months or so away maybe three it depends on whether we do like a big session at Andy's in, July, in January to finish it off sure or, or whether we just play a few sessions in January because I mean it'd be cool to do it all as one thing yeah um, but we'll see what we have time for yes and
0: all will be revealed speaking of
2: having time for I think that's that's a pretty good recap of where we're at absolutely um, yeah. um,
0: so that brings us to the end of episode 8 of AngelCast which it is, is super exciting um, it's very cool next time I might talk a bit about what I'm planning to take to Karim Bobo because I've got lists sparking away um, thanks as ever to Soundmouse for having us Jay Channer for the kind of jingles and stuff in there and yep. loaning some equipment um, also to Andy Burton for um, equipment and general support yep. um, great to have Owen on yeah. thanks for having and me finally meet Boswell um, it's yep. a really useful episode to have you on as you a saved the tr- tribute to all three sections and, like, <laughs> you saved the diesel. best till last so. indeed it was very good um, and we'll see you next time
2: wasn't I mean to Donal when he said that we saved the best till last yes you were yeah. you, can, you can just edit like we yeah. haven't yeah. had Owen yet yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, yeah that, is, that is true Alright, we'll see you guys next time.